Okay, listen up, nerds, trolls, and meatwads. The views and opinions expressed here are that of that no-good son-of-a-bitch of a host that you devoured an hour of your day to. So if you feel you need to vent your anger, do it fucking elsewhere. This show also contains strong language. This is not intended for listeners under the age of 18. Thank you and enjoy the show. Happy Saturday, nerds, and thank you for joining me for this season two finale of Open Air Sonar, where can you believe it? I have made 20 of these fucking shows, you know, what the hell? And I bet you're all wondering how I go every day without, you know, trying to kill myself, but oh well, as, you know, they say in the Tootsie Roll commercials, the world will never know, but well, we got, uh... A mean little gremlin asshole working the uh, the disclaimer today, right? I don't, I don't know where we dug up this asshole, but anyway, we are moving into summer, people. So this is the finale, and anyone who knows me um, understands my summers are extremely busy. So let's do this in style, people, shall we? So uh, what do we have for you? Oh, yeah, there we go. We are going to chat up about some of the most influential and fabulous singers and songwriters um, of our time. So, but first, I guess we better do an email, shall we? This one comes to Open Air Sonar from Nan in Tacoma, Washington. She says, I started listening to your show a while back, and truth be told, I like it. But it always seems like you're in a bad mood. Is there something wrong? Uh, trust me, I mean no offense, but I just see myself as a healer and was wondering if you need assistance. Keep cranking the tunes and take care. Best wishes, Nan. You know, well, Nan, since you asked, you know, I'll tell you, um, I'm not necessarily in a bad mood, but I'm more frustrated at the way modern society is moving forward. It seems, you know, ideology has taken you know, this strong hold on life, and everybody has a fucking opinion, you know, it seems folks would rather be correct than what is right, and it just seems like everything is exhausted, you know, all the magic in the world has been used up, you know, by, by corporate greed, and I'm sorry if I come off abrasive, but I digress, so... And I am fine. I have just been in a bad mood for the past six years. Okay? But other than that, everything is all right. So, 
let's get down to the music, shall we, people? So today, we're going to start off with uh, what I call Tin Pan Alley. Well, is what everyone else calls Tin Pan Alley. But it was basically a collection of music publishers and songwriters in New York City, which dominated the popular music scene in the United States in the late 19th century and early 20th centuries. Um, it, it originally referred to a specific place, which was uh, West 28th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in the Flower District of Manhattan. And out of there just came a lot, a lot of stuff. Mostly everything that we know in pop culture originated there. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you this song. This is the 1974 cut from Johnny Fuller, Tin Pan Alley, The Roughest Place in Town. Stay with us, folks. This is Open Air Sonar. in town They start cutting and shooting Soon as sun go down Well, tell me What kind of place can the alley be? Well, every woman I get She can't be found She get up early in the morning Ten pain alley bound Well, tell me What kind of place can alley be? Well, every woman I get Take her 
That was Johnny Fuller with his 1974 cut of Tin Pan Alley, the roughest place in town. The start of Tin Pan Alley is usually dated to about 1885 when a number of music publishers set up shop in the same district of Manhattan. Uh, the end of Tin Pan Alley is less clear cut. Some have you know, dated it to the start of the Great Depression in the 1930s uh, when phonograph, radio, and motion pictures uh, supplanted sheet music as the driving force of American popular music. Uh, while others, others consider Tin Pan Alley to have continued in the 1950s when earlier styles of music were upstaged by the rise of rock and roll, which was centered on the Brill Building. Uh, Brill Building songwriter Neil Sadaka described his employer as being a natural outgrowth of Tin Pan Alley and that the older songwriters were still employed in Tin Pan Alley firms while younger songwriters such as Sadaka found work in the Brill Building. So... Um, the oranges of the name, various explanations have been advanced to account for the origins of the term Tin Pan Alley. Uh, the most popular account holds that it was originally a derogatory reference by Monroe H. Rosenfeld in the New York Herald to the collective sound made by many cheap upright pianos, all playing different tunes, being reminiscent of the banging of tin pans in the alleyway. However, no article by Rosenfeld that uses that term has ever been found. So, thank you, Tin Pan Alley, for kickstarting the American pop culture and pop culture around the world, really. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next song. Um, this, uh, and these, this guy's a fucking just phenomenal songwriter, but this takes us to Birmingham, England, where uh, Jeff Line and ELO brought Don't Walk Away. This is Open Air Sonar. Stick with us so we can talk about this.
That was Electric Light Orchestra with their 1980 cut of Don't Walk Away from the soundtrack Xanadu. So ELO, they started out in 1970 in Birmingham, England, um, by songwriters and multi-instrumentalists uh, Jeff Lyne and Roy Wood uh, with drummer uh, Bev Bevan. Their music is characterized by a fusion of Beatlesque pop, classical arrangements, and futuristic iconography. But after Wood's departure in 72, Lynn became the band's sole leader, arranging and producing every album while writing nearly all of their original material. Uh, for their initial tenure, Lynn, Bevan, and keyboardist uh, Richard Tandy were the group's only consistent members. But you got to, dude, he's just a phenomenal songwriter you know uh, Lennon Wood's desire to create modern rock and pop songs with classical overtones you know it derived as an offshoot of Wood's previous band The Move of which Lyon and Bevan were also members but uh, I just think that his songwriting is yet so simple but yet so complicated and just I, I've I love everything they've ever done I've got a buddy my buddy Jose says he can't stand him but I don't I think he's just a classic clean voice and his songs come out great so anyway let's move on to the next song shall we so this is neil diamonds with his 1980 cut of love on the rocks stick around people this is also from a soundtrack if you can believe that but stay with us Tell you some lies Got nothing to lose So you just sing the blues All the time Gave you my heart Gave you my soul You left me alone here With nothing to hold Yesterday is gone Now all I want is a smile First they say they want you you want not much you can do when the feeling is gone maybe blue skies above but it's cool when your love's on the rocks first they say they want you 
Love on the rocks It ain't no big surprise Just pour me a drink And I'll tell you my lies Yesterday's gone That was Neil Diamond with his 1980 cut of Love on the Rocks from the soundtrack The Jazz Singer. So Diamond was born in Brooklyn, New York to a Jewish family. All four of his grandparents were immigrants from Poland on his father's side and Russian on his mother's. Um, He grew up in several homes in Brooklyn, also having spent four years in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where his father was stationed in the Army. Um, He went to high school with... uh, Barbara Streisand, he said, uh, we were two poor kids in Brooklyn. We hung out in the front of the school and smoked cigarettes. So uh, for his 16th birthday, he received his first guitar. And when he was 16 and still in high school, Diamond spent a number of weeks at Surprise Lake Camp, a camp for Jewish children in upstate New York, when folk singer Pete Seeger performed a small concert, you know, seeing the widely recognized singer perform and watching other children singing songs for Seeger that they wrote themselves had an immediate effect on Diamond, who then became aware of the possibility of writing his own songs. And uh, the next thing, I got a guitar when we got back to Brooklyn, stated to take le- started to take lessons and almost immediately began to write songs, he said. Uh, he added that his attraction to songwriting was the first real interest he had growing up while also helping him release his youthful frustrations. Uh, Diamond also used his newly developing skills to write poetry, and by writing poems for girls he was attracted to in school, he soon, soon learned it often won their hearts. His male classmates took note and began asking him to write poems for them, which they would sing and use with equal success. So, way to go there, Neil. Um, this song, uh, Love on the Rocks, when he sang it in the movie uh, The Jazz Singer, it was actually done by a... Uh, like a punk rocker and just Neil hated the way he was going to do it and so of course he sang it for him and and of course that got Neil fired but what are you gonna do so anyway here's one more song before the break uh this is Nick Drake with Northern Sky stick around people this is Open Air Sonar
That was Nick Drake with his 1970 cut of Northern Sky. You know, he had a very simple but elegant approach to songwriting and his performances. Unfortunately, he did not find a wide audience during his lifetime, but his work gradually achieved wider notice and recognition. Um, you know, he suffered from serious depression, particularly during the latter part of his life, a fact that often reflected in his lyrics. Uh, on the completion of his third album, the 1972's Pink Moon, he withdrew from both live performances and recording, retreating to his parents' home in rural Warwickshire. On November 25, 1974, Drake died from an overdose of amitriptyline, a prescribed antidepressant. He was only 26 years old, and whether his death was an accident or suicide has not been ever been resolved. But his songwriting and his music, it was all clean. It just, I guess he just... Uh, couldn't take it anymore but anyway people we are going to go ahead and take a break now uh who knows what kind of sponsors we got coming up for us but stick around people i have got a treat for you in the next half you're gonna love this i swear to god um so you are listening to open air sonar enjoy the break and come back okay bye bye Saturday night, Saturday night 
Presenting Sounds of the 70s. All your favorite 70s hits in one fantastic collection. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Sounds of the 70s for just $9.99 on compact disc or double length cassette. That's 22 fabulous hits. Beach, baby, beach, baby, there on the sand from July to the end of September. audition other great sounds of the 70s albums. There's no minimum to buy. Cancel any time. Sounds of the 70s is not sold in stores, so call now. To order Sounds of the 70s, call 1-800-527-2400. as 1-800-527-2400. Or send just $9.99 for one cassette or one compact disc, plus $3.50 shipping and handling to Sounds of the 70s, Department 8, Richmond, Virginia. Welcome back to Open Air Sonar, where we promise to serve you a hot helping of fresh and hot tunes that will quench the ears and the soul. Now, I promised you little bastards a treat, so I'm asking you, please, nerds, be on, respectful and be on your best behavior. Don't fucking embarrass me, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the talented, and also my wife and queen, Miss Candy Sandoval. How are we doing, babe? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Glad to be here. Welcome, Pooh Bear. We, uh, we always like to have guests here at Open Air Sonar, and so this is your first time on the show, is it not? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay, then. So we're going to go ahead and let you give our listeners their first song after the break. So tell me what you got for us. That sounds great. This is going to be Gold Rush Brides from the 10,000 Maniacs 1993 Unplugged album. And you are listening to Open Air Sonar. Stay with us. We'll see you soon. Some of the mothers were giving birth to their babies. Three babies were born in our company that summer. My cousin Emily gave birth to a son in Utah. 
40 miles north of the Great Salt Lake one morning. But the next morning she traveled on till noon when a stop was made and another child was born, this time Susan Longmire. And we gave the baby the name Alice Nevada. Gold Rush Brides from the 1993 album 10,000 Maniacs Unplugged. 
This song talks about the shit the wives of the 19th century homesteaders had to endure while heading west to California while their asshole husbands were trying to strike it rich in the hills made of gold. Natalie Merchant is a very emotional and heartfelt songwriter, and it definitely shows in her amazing songs, but unfortunately, this was the last album she recorded with the 10,000 Maniacs to start her very successful solo career. That's a great take on the song. You know, I loved everything that Natalie Merchant did with uh, the three albums that she cut with 10,000 Maniacs. And uh, it was, it's a great song all the way around anyway. But everybody, I want to thank Pooh Bear for coming on. Thank you, baby. Great to be here. Great, great to be here. Thank you. All right. And I'm sure my listeners enjoyed it as well. So uh, are you going to come back and see us sometime? I just might. Awesome, awesome. Okay, people, on to the next tune. This is David Bowie with his cut of The Man Who Sold the World. You're listening to Open Air Sonar. We passed upon the stairs. We spoke of what and when. Although I wasn't there. He said I was his friend. Which gave us some surprise I spoke into his eyes I thought you died alone A long, long time ago
that was David Bowie with his 1970 cut of The Man Who Sold the World. Yeah, you know, like, he, was, he had just everything, didn't he? He had style, excellent style, and just an all-around great songwriter. But uh, the original title was Metrobolist, a play on Fritz Lang's 1927 film Metropolis. But the title was changed by Mercury Records without Bowie's consultation. Um, Retrospectively, though, the album has been praised by critics for the band's performances and unsettling nature of its music and lyrics being considered by many to be the start of Bowie's, you know, classic period. Um, and, you know, the, the lyrics are, are a bit different than its predecessors. Um, you know, they're significantly darker. And according to Doggett, uh, they contain numerous themes that Bowie would continue to explore throughout the rest of the 1970s decade, including madness, alienation, violence, confusion, and identity, power, darkness, and sexual possession. Uh, the lyrics have also been seen as reflecting the influences of such figures as Aleister Crowley, Franz Kafka, and uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. So Bowie wrote most of the lyrics at the last minute, and um, The Man Who Sold the World is a more coherent concept album. Uh, than Ziggy Stardust or Diamond Dogs. But anyway, I love the song, and it's a great song. And, dude, it, it, I loved it even when Nirvana covered it for their Unplugged sets, their MTV Unplugged. That was great. But okay, folks, let's move on to the next song. Let's see what I got here for you. Oh, okay, here we go. This one will be good. Uh, this is Elton John with Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's from their release of Honky Chateau. This is Open Air Sonar, and stick with us, dudes. We ain't got a lot left to go. Spanish Harlem are not just pretty words to say. I thought I knew, but now I know that rose trees never grow in New York City. Until you've seen this trash can dream come true You stand at the edge while people run you through And I thank the Lord there's people out there like you I thank the Lord there's people out there like you While Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's Sons of bankers, sons of lawyers Turn around and say good morning to the night For unless they see the sky But they can't and that is why They know not if it's dark outside or It's got, it's got a lot of songs to sing If I knew the tunes I might join in I go my way alone Grow my own, my own seed shall be sown Always no way for a good man to go down 
rich man can ride And the hobo, he can drown And I thank the Lord For the people I have found I thank the Lord for the people I They can and that is why No, not if it's dark outside or light Now I know Spanish Harlem are not just pretty words to say and Mad Hatters from Elton John and Bernie Taupin from their 1972 release Honky Chateau. Uh, the lyrics conveyed Taupin's take on New York City, you know, with the song's lyrics were partly inspired by Benny King's Spanish Harlem, written by Jerry Lieber and Phil Spector, in which he sings There's a Rose in Spanish Harlem. Um, you know, Rolling Stone magazine's John Landau praised the song when it was released, writing that Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's shows how much John really can do in the space of a single cut, using minimal instrumentation and singing one of Topin's most direct lyrics. John effort, effort, uh, blah, effortlessly reveals the myth between the myth of a rose in Spanish Harlem. He expresses his involvement with the city, his need for its people, and his final desire to be alone through one of his best tunes simplest arrangements and most natural vocal performances i i gotta tell you i love the song i loved it when they played it in the almost famous soundtrack too and john himself called the song one of his all-time favorites and it's also one of mine so anyway let's get on to our next song people so this takes us to one of the most prolific songwriters ladies and gentlemen i give you mr paul mccartney this is wings with band on the run <laughs> You're listening to Open Air Sonar. Come back. 
<coughs> oh, excuse me, geez. You know, a medley of three distinct musical passages that vary in style from folk rock to funk. Band on the Run is one of McCartney's longest singles at five minutes, or yeah, five minutes and nine seconds. Wow, I didn't realize that. But anyway, it was partly inspired by a comment that George Harrison had made during a meeting of the Beatles' Apple record label. Uh, the song-wide theme is one of the freedom of escape, and its creation coincided with Harrison and Lennon and Starr having parted with manager Alan Klein in 73, leading to improved relationships between McCartney and his fellow ex-Beatles. Um, you know, in a 1973 interview with uh, Paul Gambesini, McCartney stated that the lyric, If We Ever Get Out of Here, was inspired by a remark made by George Harrison during one of the many Beatles business meetings. Um, McCartney recalled he was saying that we were all prisoners in some way due to the ongoing problems with their company, Apple, I'm assuming. And I thought it would be a nice way to start an album, McCartney added, referring to his inspiration for the band on the run. It's a million things all put together, band on the run, escaping freedom, criminals, you name it, it's there. But anyway, you know, Paul wrote some fucking great songs. and, And that's what this show has been about, people, is excellent songwriters and the art that they give us. So I have a question for you, my dear listeners. When you listen to a song, are you looking for a story, a rhythm, maybe even a beat, or all of the above? I, t- I kind of tend to take a tune and open it up, you know, get and look under the hood, so to speak. Uh, the story is the heart of the tune, and most should be cherished and appreciated um, to be shared, to be celebrated, uh, to mourn, to live, to love, and to get through those tough days and darker nights um, you know, of great memories with friends, through loss, through pain. You know, I want to, you know, that it's that's where it's at. But remember, look at the heart of the song. But I want to thank all the listeners out there who have supported this show and for all your kind and warm emails. You know, keep them coming, kids, okay? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave you now with one of my all-time favorite songs. I'm really not going to tell you much about it other than it's fitting for this season finale. Um, so this is Tony with Open Air Sonar telling you to say fuck it. Eat your ice cream before dinner. And remember, remember to always masturbate in the dark. You never know who's watching. Bye-bye. See you in season three. Day after day I'm more confused Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain You know that's a game that I hate to lose And I'm feeling the strain Ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Side looks so unkind. 
I'm counting on you to carry me through. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Yeah, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. you've given me I want you to know I believe in your song in rhythm and rhyme and harmony you've helped me along making me strong oh give me the beat boys and free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat boys and free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away 